RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm out to Wang. The headlines. Liu Xia is free to live and work in Germany. Carrie Lam stands by her comment about Liu Xia's release. And the chief executive also says the one-way permit scheme will remain unchanged. German officials have given the widow of late Nobel laureate Liu Xiaobo permission to live and work in the country with no need to seek political asylum. A spokesman for the Interior Ministry said under, inter- under international law and relevant humanitarian regulations, Liu Xia can stay indefinitely. She was released from almost 10 years of house arrest by Beijing on Tuesday and is believed to be staying at a flat arranged by the German government after arriving in Berlin. Stella Lam is RTHK's correspondent in Berlin. Liu Xia has not been seen in public since arriving in Germany on Tuesday. A source says she is now living in an accommodation provided by the German authority in East Berlin. That would be a transitional residence before she could purchase her own property. But until now, there's no journalist is able to get in touch with her. And today, Lisa will probably meet some of her close friends. Hopefully, when we can talk to those friends later, we will know more about Lisa's new life in Germany. Hong Kong first lawmaker Claudia Mo has criticised the chief executive Carrie Lam for saying the release of Liu Xia was an expression of, an, of humanitarianism. But Mrs Lam said the phrase was just a description of what she's seen. Because you are very good at English, you should know that that particular phrase has no object, has no subject. So this is just a description of what I have seen that is an act of humanitarianism. I have nothing more to add. Mrs. Lam was speaking at the last LegCo question and answer session before the summer break. She was also asked by Neo Democrats legislator Gary Fan why over 50,000 mainlanders a year were being allowed to settle in Hong Kong. Mrs. Lam says the government will continue to give one way permits for mainlanders despite concerns over the land shortage here. She spoke through an interpreter. Hong Kong's economic development has to continue to develop. We need more labor. And therefore, we should welcome those people who come for family reunion. And if in the end we need more schools, medical services and housing, then we should develop land. And that is why we are developing land. The chief executive also reiterated that a recent ruling by the city's highest court that saw a lesbian expatriate win the right for a dependent visa won't impact other government policies. She spoke through an interpreter. In the ruling of the CFA, this is stated very clearly. It is just about the enforcement of immigration policy by the direction of immigration and uh, whether uh, there is any discrimination or unfairness. So it has to do with immigration policy. At present, the SAR government has no plans to, as Mr. Horace Chung said, extend this case to other social policies or to trigger study in other aspects. On e-cigarettes, Mrs. Lam has defended the government's proposal to regulate heat, not burn, tobacco products. Hong Kong does have to recognize her trade obligations in an international environment uh, because if conventional cigarettes are even more harmful, but they are allowed to be sold in Hong Kong under certain regulation, to uh, go into a total ban of another form of uh, tobacco product, uh, which is less harmful medically, uh, would raise uh, many challenges. 
A street musician says she hopes Hong Kong can catch up with other countries in providing facilities for buskers. Cheng Cheng has been singing in a pedestrian zone in Mong Kok for about six months, but last month the Yao Chim Mong District Council voted to end the zone, encompassing Sa Yong Choi Street South and nearby roads, following noise complaints from residents. The roads will reopen to traffic in early August. Cheng Cheng says she supports the move because she doesn't want to disturb residents. We want everybody to be happy. We are not like selfish performers just want to sing when affecting others. We want to sing with the affecting others, but we do not have a choice right now. That's why we're in the Mong Kok. If you have a nicer place to go, of course we are happy to go. Let's say Australia do a very good job. The performance place is right next to the harbour, which is similar to Jim Sachs Road, but it's more developed. They have like certain area to sit in for the audience to clap, and that is very nice design. Or other country nearby, let's say Taiwan, they do have license for the strict performance. So I'm looking forward that one day Hong Kong will catch up. District Councillor Andy Yu from the Civic Party says if the government doesn't think about setting up busking facilities, then the noise problem would just move to another street. If the government did not think about the license system or the recreation method to the street performer, the problem just moving on to the other district, it didn't solve the problem completely. If the government will think the new places to replace the Mongko area, then they should think clearly and consult the public about the location. Is it available for the street performer? And think about the balance with the resident. Rescue workers in Japan are continuing the search for dozens of people missing after torrential rain caused flooding and landslides in central and western areas. The death toll has risen to 199, with some 8 million people ordered to leave their homes. The Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe visited the city of Okayama yesterday to inspect the damage. Naomi Akamazu is from the Japanese Red Cross. Still 7,000 people are living in these evacuation centres. So even though after the rain has stopped, there is challenges and also issues around heat stroke and also economic syndrome to be treated as well in midterm and long term. And in terms of the fear, we are also hearing that people are concerned about the future as still the situation isn't clear when they can go back home. What is the situation of their houses? The first pictures have been published in Thailand of the 12 boys and their football coach since their dramatic rescue from a flooded cave complex. Video footage from the government shows some of the boys wearing face masks, sitting up and waving to the camera. One of the divers involved in the rescue operation said the children were drugged before being brought out. They were sedated. Uh, They were unconscious. Uh, They were breathing. It's and the, the doctor administered drugs to make them sedated? Yeah, well, they had to, because yeah. uh, obviously um, uh, it would be a lot of a risk to put someone under, under those situations. President Trump has doubled the amount he's asking NATO allies to spend on defence from 2 to 4% of national income. Several countries at the NATO summit in Brussels have already said they won't hit the original target of 2% by by the 2024 deadline. Mr Trump accused Germany of spending too little on defence while buying billions of dollars of energy supplies from Russia. Latvia's Foreign Minister Edgar Rinkevich said Europe should try to overcome its differences with Mr Trump. Let's face that's a very, very strict fact that without United States, European security is in huge danger. Living in the region where I do live, I can say that uh, very, very strongly. Second, yes, we have differences. Iran, trade, 
climate agreement, uh, all those differences are quite big and we can work on them if there is a mood. NATO leaders have signed a declaration welcoming, welcoming President Trump's meeting last month with the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. They described it as a contribution towards reaching the final fully verified denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. The statement signed in Brussels called on North Korea to eliminate its nuclear, chemical and biological weapons. A judge in the U.S. states of Nevada has stalled the execution of a convicted murderer just hours before it was scheduled after a company objected to the use of one of its drugs to put the man to death. Pharmaceutical firm Alvagen argued the state had, illeg- had illegitimately obtained the drug, a synthetic opioid called Fentanyl, and that the proposed drug combination was untested in executions. Around 30,000 nurses in New Zealand have gone on strike in a dispute over pay. Union leaders have pledged to make sure the industrial action doesn't put lives at risk. Here's the BBC's Paul Griffiths. At 7am local time, nurses left their posts at the start of the 24-hour strike. It's the first major industrial action by healthcare workers in nearly 30 years. Last-minute efforts to broker a deal on pay between the 20 district health boards and nurses' leaders failed. New Zealand's acting Prime Minister, Winston Peters, says he's very disappointed by the strike. Around 5,000 nurses have stayed on duty to ensure emergency cover, but patients have been warned to expect long waits at hospitals. A new study has found the earliest evidence of a human presence outside Africa. A team of Chinese-British researchers discovered tools in northern China which suggests primitive humans were in the region nearly two and a quarter million years ago. They're about 270,000 years older than the previous earliest evidence. The researchers say the discovery means it's necessary to reconsider the timing of when early humans left Africa. Business and Financial news, regional stock markets seem to have struck off overnight losses on Wall Street, which saw a slide after the U.S. said it would impose a 10% tariffs on a further $200 billion U.S. dollars worth of imports from China in September. Beijing said it was shocked by the escalating trade war and would retaliate. But as Megan Casella, a trade reporter at Politico in Washington, D.C., explains, China can't match the tariffs dollar for dollar. It's about 130 billion or so goods that the U.S. exports to China every year. So they can't even retaliate dollar for dollar on 200 or 250 billion because they just don't take in that much of our stuff. I mean, there's farmers, for example, that are already feeling the pinch because they're already planting their seeds. They're already sending shipments to China that, you know, some boats are having to turn around and that sort of thing. So if you're looking at consumers writ large, some of them are certainly already feeling the pinch. If you're looking at more everyday purchases, there's different perspectives on that. But people tend to say by the end of this year, and maybe even before or right around midterm elections in November. That's when these macroeconomic effects are going to start trickling down and affecting consumers in the grocery stores. In a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,541. That's 229 points up from the previous close. The US dollar is trading at 112.26 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 16 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 35 cents. Shares of ZTE have rallied in Hong Kong trading after the mainland telecom equipment maker signed an agreement with the US paving the way to resume operations after a nearly three-month ban on doing business with American suppliers. The battle for 
for Britain's Sky TV Group has intensified as Comcast raised its bid, valuing the pay TV giant at £26 billion. The move by the NBC owner came less than 24 hours after 21st Century Fox increased its offer to £24.5 billion. Now to sports, here's Adam Chung. We start with football. Croatia have reached the World Cup final for the first time in their history. They came from behind to beat England 2-1 in extra time and will face France with all the glory at stake. Here's the BBC Steve Crossman. Croatia in their first semi-final since 1998. They successfully reached their first ever World Cup final and they deserved it. Yes, it could have been different. They went behind to a goal from Kieran Trippier. Harry Kane hit the post at 1-0 but after an equaliser from Ivan Perisic, Perisic himself could have won it when he struck the woodwork before Mario Mandzukic had a late chance brilliantly saved by Jordan Pickford. Into extra time, some sloppy defending from England allowed Croatia to score the winner. Mandzukic making no mistake this time and Croatia will face France in Sunday's final in Moscow. The World Cup final kicks off Sunday night at 11pm Hong Kong time. Croatia were 20th in the FIFA standings, 13 places below France entering the tournament. France are hoping to lift their second World Cup after winning the tournament when they hosted it in 1998. On to tennis, Roger Federer's bid for a ninth Wimbledon title is over. The defending champion was beaten in five thrilling sets by the South African Kevin Anderson, who's into the semifinals for the first time. Federer took the first two sets 6-2, 7-6. Anderson hit back 7-5, 6-4 before taking the decider 13-11. Despite having never previously won a set against Federer, Anderson said he always believed he could take victory. Down two sets to live, I really tried my best to just keep fighting and you know, I was able to scrape through that third set and the fourth set. And you know, by the end, you know, I thought I did a great job, not thinking about things too much. I felt I was really in the flow of the match. And, uh, yeah, I mean, beating Roger Federer here at, at Wimbledon will definitely be one that I remembered, especially in such a, uh, in such a close match. Two-time champion Rafael Nadal is into the semifinals for the first time in seven years. He needed five sets to get past Juan Martin Del Potro. Nadal came from two sets to one down to take victory in fading light very emotional match uh, I think great quality of tennis especially in the last set have been some amazing points and uh, of course sorry for for, for Juan Martin he's uh, an amazing opponent an amazing player so um, in some way he deserved the victory too you know? so today was for me last year I lost a match uh, you know 15-30, uh, 15-13 in the fifth. It, today was for me, uh, yeah, anything could happen. Very happy, no? It's been a very important achievement for me. Be back in the semifinals here in Wimbledon is, is a great feeling. Nadal will face the three-time champion Novak Djokovic, who's into the semifinals after beating Kei Nishikori in four sets. And as you look at sports... To end the news, the top stories once again. Liu Xia is free to live and work in Germany. Carrie Lam stands by her comment about Liu Xia's release and the chief executive says the one-way permit scheme will remain unchanged. The news from RTHK.
就在。